Hello, everybody. I am Legal Man. Glad you're here. We're going to have a good time on this episode. I am America's most trusted lawyer, and that's not saying much. Today, we are going to investigate the entire issue about whether or not voting and representation have any validity at all since people think it's such a huge deal that we have a vote and you get to vote and we're a representative government and they hearken back to the Holy Constitution, the founders and these fantastic principles. So we're going to look at it. And for people who don't know me, I am a lawyer. I've practiced for 30 years and I've spent decades examining all of these cons and scams that they push on people. And I've found that the vast majority of the things we're taught are simply fundamental lies. They're just, there's no truth to any of them. And I try to bring those out in each one of these episodes so people can see, and then they can start making up their own mind about things, probably for the first time in their entire lives. Now, normally when people talk about the vote and representation, they talk a lot about the founders and this fantastic system that was set up, this supposedly brilliant system. They don't ever actually look at any of the details of what's going on. They just repeat slogans that they learn in their government schooling and what they see on media and in movies. And countless thousands of people sign up to defend the Constitution under the guise that this is such a fantastic system. And so what I want to show people is that we need to at least look at it and be honest about what's going on with this system. Place to begin the analysis of voting and representation is to first understand how much your vote matters with regards to how much representation you have. And the way you do that is you look initially at the fact that back in 1790, they took a census in order to figure out how many people to put in the House of Representatives. Because the key number is how many voters exist compared to how many representatives. If you don't have very many representatives and you have a million people or 10 million people, there's not much representation. But if you basically have everybody representing themselves, it's perfect. But you can't do that, so you have to find a compromise. And that's what the census is about. So they took the census and what they find? They found 3.9 million people. And what did they do with that? With 3.9 million people, they distributed 105 different seats in the House of Representatives. And when you divide that down, it's basically 35,000 people per representative. Well, today, each representative has 750,000 people they represent. That's ridiculous. Okay, that's a hell of a lot more. If all we did was take the number they used, and this was discussed. They thought between 30 and 35,000 was about right for the federal government representation. Well, if all we did was take their 35,000 today, we would have 9,428 seats in Congress. So that gives you an idea of how insane this system is, but it's way, way worse than just that. Just like Tom Cruise said in Mission Impossible, relax, it's much worse than that. Because what they're doing is they're looking at how many voters are in the population of 35,000. Well, they know it's very small because half of them aren't even voting. That's women. So now you're down to 17.5. But the reality is of the men that were in that 17.5, a very small percentage could vote. There were all sorts of restrictions. You had to be white. You had to be a landowner. You had to be over 21. You had to have these moral clauses. Each state had their own stuff. And for the most part, a very, very small portion could vote. 
And so the reality is, it wasn't just knocked down to 17.5. Let's be very generous and say it's knocked down to 9,000. So 9,000 is what it would look like. Well, if you took that same representative proportion from then to now, you'd have more than 36,000 representatives up there. <laughs> 36,000, not 435. Just think of the dilution that's gone on there. That's ridiculous. But it's even worse than that. Because when you look at what they were selling about what the federal government would do, it was this little tiny thing. Wouldn't do anything. That's what we hear all the time, all the limitations and the, how small and limited. And, well, now it's huge and expansive and does everything. So they wouldn't even have agreed to a representation that low. You would have needed even more, maybe the equivalent today of 50,000 or 75,000 different representatives. So obviously, we don't have to go any further in the analysis of whatever the Constitution is. It doesn't make any difference whether it was the greatest thing ever invented, whether it was the fantastic idea and the founders were, had the best of intentions. None of that stuff matters. We don't have to analyze any of it because when you look at it, it's very clear that the ideas that are in there, they don't scale. That's all. They just don't scale up. Lots of good ideas don't scale. And this is an example of something that doesn't scale. Representative government, like they imagined, and that you're sold in schools and media and nonstop, it doesn't scale to 330 million people. It's not even close. That's the end of the analysis. If you really want to be realistic about it, there's no reason to talk about what the founders wanted and all the stuff they had in mind because it doesn't scale. And if you understand the point I just made, then you understand that everything you've ever heard about the Constitution, the vote, and the representation, and what a fantastic system it is, is all just a complete and total load of bullshit. That's it. It's a total load of bullshit. They never, ever could have sold this concept of one representative for 750,000 people. And as, as I've showed you, it would have been much worse because it wouldn't have been 750 because there's, there's women. So then you have to go the opposite direction and double it, a million and a half. And then you look at all the people who couldn't vote. Now you're talking about three million people doubling it again. So you're talking about one person in the House of Representatives when the country was founded. <laughs> That's how absurd and extreme the distortion has become over time. That's what the power of diluting over time, slowly and slowly and slowly, imperceptibly, the people don't know, and then the brainwashing about the vote and the power and the rights. And guess what? <laughs> it's all gone. It's all an illusion. That's it. So what I also want to now talk about is, even though it's really not necessary because I've showed you that there is no voting representation, no, there's no system that could ever be designed that would work, but I want to at least talk about the actual supposed voting system we have. First of all, you have no control at all over what's called the chain of custody, which means that from the time you make a vote to the time it's supposedly counted, you have no control over that. Ultimately, all of that runs through some kind of governmental entity. And, and government ultimately counts them all. So you have no way to know when you put an anonymous vote in, like ours is, there's literally no way to know whether it was in fact accurately counted. <laughs> all these supposed computer models and tracking and boxes and the, this and the overseers, ultimately all of that is just run by government. And when you're talking about hundreds of millions of votes, 
Even if you just had hundreds of thousands, the system would be so full of flaws, there'd be absolutely no way you could have any confidence in it. And there's certainly no way to trace back the idea that your vote specifically was counted. It's completely impossible. All of the talk about the vote and how holy it is, is again, a complete and total load of bullshit. And it doesn't matter how many people have sacrificed for it, okay? They were sacrificing for an illusion. That's all there is to it. It is impossible to believe that anybody would have founded the country using the vote dilution system we have now. You never, ever, ever could have gotten such agreement. And so it's just another classic example of the way the system, the governmental system, is set up to completely screw you over time. It's death by a thousand cuts in a million different ways with government. That's all. And do you ever hear all the constitutional conservatives bringing this up? No, they just, they just hearken on the same bullshit over and over about how valuable your vote is and get vote organized and get out there and vote. And if you don't vote, you can't complain and all this crap. I've just showed you it is just a way to pacify the people, an illusion to give them some idea of control. Compare it to the idea of when you're in a small town with, say, 9,000 people. And that's the way it would be set up with the founders. Well, in a town of 9,000 people, it's pretty easy to keep control of government, okay? Go to a town that small. A lot of them don't even have mayors at that point. But even if they do, they're easy to watch. And so that's what they were selling to people. And even that wasn't that easy to sell. But today, it's utterly ludicrous, the idea that you would have 750,000 people being represented so-called by one person is an absurdity. It's completely ridiculous. But that's what we're told because nobody asks the questions because the reality is all of these people who get blue checks on Twitter or who make millions of dollars in media and who claim to be constitutional conservatives, they're simply lying to you or they're too damn dumb to figure out the simple thing I've just showed you. Your pick, whichever you prefer. So now let's shift gears and talk about representation. What does it actually mean? What are you voting to get? What is this representation we hear about so much, you know, of buying for the people and representatives? Well, what the hell does it actually mean, right? Well, as a legal matter, it's the rough equivalent of an agency agreement where you have an agent, which is the representative up there representing the principal, who are the voters or the people themselves. Agency law is quite well worked out. There's, it's very well understood because a lot of people use agents for all sorts of things. So is your government representative, House of Representatives, is he in any way an actual legal agent for you? <laughs> well, in typical government fashion, he has all of the ways to bind you and screw you, and you have none of the other side of the agreement. See, a normal agent is somebody that you choose. But in this situation, you don't actually get to choose them. In fact, there's a high likelihood that you either didn't vote for them at all or you actively voted against them. And if you look at the numbers of the people who vote, it's about half the people vote, let's be generous, uh, and half, the, half of that half votes one way, half votes the other. So the person who's up there supposedly representing 100% of the people normally has at best been, quote, voted for by 25% of the people. 
Well, right there, this, this makes no sense. Under no circumstances can anybody claim this is a legal agency that was created for 100% of the people. It's just simply a legislative fraud. It's just a trick pulled on the people like everything else government does. And let's look at some other things that there. Let's just assume he, you even voted for him. Okay, let's give it the best case scenario, right? You voted for him. And in fact, you love all the positions he takes and claims he's going to go up and represent, all right? This is the absolute best case scenario. Well, the simple reality as your agent, he'd be obligated to go up there and represent those issues as promised because that's what the agency agreement would involve. But in the case of government, he can promise one thing, go up and do the opposite and still bind you. Okay, that doesn't work in an actual agency agreement. He can't promise something, go up and do the opposite and still bind the principal. That doesn't work. That's all. And if he did try to do something like that, he'd have personal liability for it. Well, guess what? As a government, he has no liability for those things. None at all. In fact, he has no liability for anything he says or does on the floor. He can call you all sorts of names. He can do anything you want on the floor. And they have nothing. That's not an agent. It's in no way is that your agent. That's ridiculous. Plus the range of issues and topics that he can bind you on. You don't get to set it as the principal. The agent sets the limits. <laughs> Again, this is completely turning any idea of representation on its head. That makes no sense. You don't have any way to limit your own agent. How does this work? It's, it's so far from a representative. He has no obligation whatsoever to tell you things. He keeps secrets from you. <laughs> what kind of an agent can keep secrets from their own principal? This makes no sense. <laughs> I just don't understand what it takes to get through to people to show them what a total and complete fundamental fraud all these high-sounding phrases and slogans they run around saying are. Your vote's crap. The representative is not a representative in any form or fashion. None. And say, well, you can vote him out. Okay. Your supposed remedy to the fact that your agent, who's not an agent, has lied to you and has gone up there and bound you to agreements you don't want and never agreed to, and he specifically said he wouldn't do. And now what is your supposed remedy? To wait until the next time you can vote him out if you can vote him out, and you vote him out, and what do you replace him with? Someone who has, who's bound by the same non-rules, <laughs> who can just go up and say, absolutely, we're going to go and turn that around. You can elect him. He goes up there. He changes his mind too. So it's just a never-ending circle that you can never get out of. Are you seeing this? Are you taking this in? Is this clicking with you? Are you still living in the slogans and the nonsense about the Constitution and the Founding Fathers and the incredible system and the representation and the vote and the, all this other crap that people run around? My father signed up, bought, bought for your rights. I'm showing you it's a fraud. That's all. It's a fraud. The system doesn't scale. For one thing, it just doesn't scale. And even if it did, look at the actual system that you're, you've got. It's so totally out of control. Now, when you have 9,000 people, okay, with 9,000 people, which would have been where we would be, like I said, the small town example, you can kind of keep watch on them. But with this system, it doesn't scale, and therefore you're, you're, all the problems with representation, they're fatal.
They're completely fatal. And to continue to talk about this system as something that works or could be fixed, or it can't be fixed. It can't be fixed. It has to be dismantled. It has to be decentralized. You can't have a government over this many people and ever expect it to have representation or votes matter or anything else. You'll never be able to control it. Those are the realities. And the constitutional conservatives who run around telling you about the Constitution want to talk about all these vague generalized principles and theories and everything else. It's bullshit because I'm showing you in practice it doesn't work. It's not true. That's all. It's just not true. It, we don't have to get into whether or not the founders had good intentions or not. We don't have to. As a simple real-world matter, it no longer works, and it can't ever be made to work, period. End of story with that. And if that still doesn't convince you, let me give you one final thing to explain why the vote itself is a load of crap. Because no vote at all can ever be valid in any form or fashion unless each of the people who are going to vote and agree to be bound first agree to the vote, the manner of the vote, and agree to be bound by it. That's just simple reality. If you're an adult and you have a group of friends who all want to do different things, and it's clear that you've got like six or eight people there, and you know four or five of them definitely want to do one thing and the remaining few don't, they don't say, well, let's take a vote um, and then bind everybody. <laughs> if they want to take a vote and they want to agree to that, they're welcome to do that and go on their way. It doesn't bind the individuals who didn't agree to the vote because if you hold a minority position, you have no representation. It doesn't matter what they go up and do because it will never work. And so that's the fundamental problem with all of these votes they talk about, where it's a simple majority and they go out there and they've had this vote and then they say you're bound by it. It's like, that's not the way a vote works. You have to first agree that you will live by the vote and the terms of the vote. If you don't have that, then any vote you hold is junk. And the very fact that half the people who could vote don't bother voting is because they know it's a scam. Deep down, they understand it's a scam. They probably don't understand the details I've given them. They need to listen to this, but they know generally that the parties are crooked and nothing really works. They don't do what they say. They have a vague idea about it. Everything about it is completely upside down. And on my previous episode, I showed there's no authority. And this just shows you, even if they had authority, it's all crap. Everything they're trying to do makes no damn sense when you examine it. And that's why these issues are never examined. That's why you never hear people talking about it. That's why all the constitutional conservatives never go into it. <laughs> they don't go into it because it exposes the fact that what they're pushing is a complete load of bullshit on people. That's all. That's all it is. And it's amazing to me. I'm just, it's incredible how many people I explain this to. They see it. It scares them. I can see it scares them. And so they immediately revert to, well, it's still the best system ever. Well, what's your plan? Oh, you're still the best system ever. Instead of saying, wow, yeah, this is a big problem. This needs to be discussed. And we need to start dismantling and decentralizing rapidly. If you really want to honor the founders like these constitutional conservatives claim, then it has to be massively decentralized. It has to be broken up into hundreds and hundreds of different smaller units if you really want to honor the founders. But they don't. They're there to push an agenda to keep everybody on the reservation voting and believing and keeping the federal government strong and growing. And as the population grows, this situation just becomes worse and worse. 
So anybody who continues to push voting from here forward, it, now that this has been explained so clearly, is either is either in on it or is just too damn dumb to ever be responsible for themselves. That's just the reality. So I'm going to stop there. I've given people a lot to think about. I hope it was entertaining. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> the next time I think I may do an episode on the Second Amendment. A lot of people care about that. It's a very important issue. I think I may do that. And if you want to, follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. I enjoy Twitter. I have a website. It's uh, linked below, thetruthaboutthelaw.com. Go and read that if you want to see some more information. And beyond that, I hope everybody has a nice evening or day. Take care. (coughs) 